You're listening to the Two of Me podcast. Join me, Eva Lewis, a wife, mother, business owner, blogger, and woman with bipolar disorder and generalized anxiety disorder as I discuss the highs and lows of juggling life with a mental illness. everyone it's Eva here and welcome to another episode of the two of me podcast great to have you here thank you so much for listening it's been amazing seeing the the downloads happen so thank you but today I wanted to talk to you about uh, how to free up more of your mental space now years ago this was an issue of mine so I have worked on this somewhat but What I mean by freeing up your mental space is, you know, when you have so much on your mind, so many things to do, so many things to remember, you just can't add anything else into your your brain. Like it's going to explode. You get overwhelmed. You get burnout. You get, well, for me, it triggers my anxiety big time. So... Over the past few years, I've sort of learnt how to to deal with that issue, and it is really, really invigorating to be able to have a mind that is not cluttered with all of these things. You know, and I'm talking things, small things. It can be like paying a bill, like emailing someone, or uh, meeting some some over coffee, or a doctor's appointment, or a dentist appointment, or a child's special homework. When you add all of these things together and keep adding it to your mental space or your, your mind, it just clogs up and then, you know, it gets to a point where that nothing else can fit. So how do we create more mental space for ourselves? How do we sort of make ourselves feel that much lighter? So the first thing I like to do is create some physical space. I don't know if you're like me, but clutter just does my head in. It is really bad for my mental health. So if you can make some time to make a a, a physical space that you actually enjoy being in. Now, you don't have to do your whole entire house in a day or a week. Pick a room or a space and do a little, little bit every day or a little bit every two days. It could be that you just declutter your room by putting your clothes away. It could be that you go to Kmart and you buy some, some storage baskets and redo your room and just, uh, you know, making that space a little bit more comfortable. You might even want to get rid of everything, not everything, but you might want to get rid of things altogether. Throw them on Facebook Marketplace or Gumtree. Donate them. Give them to your next door neighbor or whatever. You'd be amazed at how this will make you feel once you've done it. So if you work from home, and a lot of people do at this this moment, you can feel really confined by the same four walls. I work from home and it is it just drives me insane. I've been doing it for over eight years working from home, looking at at the the same four walls and it is really important in terms of creating some physical space to get out get out into your yard but even beyond that getting out and having coffee getting out like I went to yesterday a local business group breakfast getting out and doing something like that work somewhere different go and work at the library or a co-working space It's incredible what the mind can do with a change of scenery. 
The next thing, which is pretty obvious, but still people tend to forget about it, is um, prioritizing yourself. Because a lot of the time, and I know that I do this as well, we're living for others and we're spending far too much time and energy thinking about what other people want and need. So, you know, I'm a business owner. I'm concerned about my clients. I'm a mum. I'm concerned about my children and their happiness and wellness and things like that. And my husband as well and my dog and my chickens and everyone. So when you do this too much, it means that you're not putting yourself ahead at the forefront so you know you've got to fill your cup first if you're going to be effective to anyone else everyone else and the moment you notice that there's an imbalance just make a conscious effort to prioritize yourself a little more if it means you know giving yourself half a day off or a full day off if it means you know going and instead of making dinner order takeaway just little things you know go and watch a movie even if it's by yourself just do something for you the next thing I feel is really important in creating mental space and I think this is a huge culprit to sort of cluttering our minds is social media so you've got to cut out the scrolling it is it's good for mental health social media yes but it's bad and I think it's more bad than good to be honest good is that you know it can provide a supportive and connected community I know I love it. The good for me is because I can keep in connection with my family that lives overseas. But there's always that comparison factor. And that is the bad one for our mental health. We get into the habit of comparing our lives to the lives of other people that are shown on on social media. And yes, that's because people only show their highlight reels. They're not going to show the shitty stuff. They're not going to show that, oh, look, look, at look at my piles of, of clothing, um, laundry, and look at this, you know, really dirty floor. They're not going to show that. They're going to, for example, bake a really yummy chocolate cake. They're going to put it there and take a really nice photo. They're going to crop out the, um, the, the messy lounge room in the background and go, oh, look at this. I just baked a cake. So you've got to remember. Um, and in an article about Twitter anxiety, a professor of psychology at Montgomery College, now their name is Azadea Alalai, Alai. I'm really sorry if that was pronounced wrong, uh, but I tried. They actually suggest that the comparisons we tend to make are of people on social media who appear, I'm doing that in inverted commas, appear to be of higher status and achieving more than we are. So it's all in our minds, really. You know, we perceive them as being higher status and achieving more when really it's just what they're making us see. There are so many different things you can do. You can crop out things. You can filter things. You can strategically place things in photographs, okay? So, um, yeah, it it can lead to feeling envious, discontent, and anxious, and that is not what we want. And then I've got another thing that I read. Uh, Pamela Rutledge, the director of the Media Psychology Research Center, says that notifications on social media platforms are actually there to entice you to come back. And the anxiety then kicks in because you're anxious about missing something important. It's like the FOMO thing, fear of missing out. Um, I personally have my notifications turned off for that reason, which is something that I would recommend and you know set times during the day that you check check your Facebook or you check your social media instead of doing it all the time and you know give yourself a day or two a whole weekend 
of having a social media detox and just not touching it because you know you're not going to miss out on anything so it's really good for ditching the anxiety and if you think about how much we we scroll through like facebook feeds and instagram feeds and twitter feeds and all of that and we we're consuming this information and i can't remember where i read it but it was the amount that we read in a day was something like just a ridiculous number of books so the amount that we would scroll through social media every day added up to just a ridiculous number of books or pages of books or something like that so that is really going to overwhelm our minds and like you know clutter our minds with all that 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 stuff that noise so yeah a digital detox you don't have to just totally stop it just do it little bit by little bit and a digital detox even if it's for a weekend is a good idea practice saying no freeing up your mental space this is a really important thing to do but it is not easy to do and it's taken me years to actually get the hang of it and feel good not feel good but you know feel comfortable saying that to people so you've got to get out of the habit of answering straight away that's that's one thing you just gotta you just gotta say to the person uh i'll let you know i'll get back to you because I've done it so many times, um, you know, where you say yes or you say no, and then you regret the decision because you just didn't think about it properly. So don't feel like you have to give that person a huge story or an explanation when you do say no, because, you know, you're feeling guilty. Just say, no, I'm sorry, but I just can't commit to that at the moment. It's, It's just fine if you say that. Just leave it short and sweet. And remember... When you're saying no to someone, this is really important. When you're saying no to someone, it's not about them and it's not personal. It's just doing what's best for you. And once you tend to feel better about saying no and you get over the fear of missing out, you start to feel lighter and then more space becomes available in your mind because you haven't overcommitted and your anxiety improves because overcommitment is just a trigger for anxiety for me and I'm sure it is for a lot of other people. Now, the next one, I know this is easier said than done, particularly if you have children, but if you can, take a solo holiday. I haven't done this for a while because of, um, you know, the, the whole world situation, but, you know, even if you find a relatively cheap but nice hotel room, Take yourself away for a night. Just take yourself away if, if it's to read a book, read some magazines, watch movies, do some work, do the work that you really needed to rip through that you haven't been able to because you're, you know, pestered, you know, every hour, I should say every minute by a four-year-old. So take a holiday alone and see what it does for your mental health, even if it's just one night, as I said, or it can be a weekend if you can get the grandparents to look after the kids or just escape somewhere. Um, It's a wholly positive thing and you can just sort of connect with yourself a little bit more. So the last thing that I can, can hugely recommend for clearing your mental space, and it's my actual, I think it'd have to be one of my favorite things, is... A brain dump. Now, I can't recall if I've spoken about this in another episode, but I do a brain dump at least weekly. And 
what it does is it literally like is what it, it's called a brain dump. I literally put all of my thoughts or everything from my mind goes down onto this, this sheet and it's split into work, family, house, health and hobbies and I think the other one's friends and I just it's not neat it's I just scribble it and I get everything that is in my mind onto this sheet then once it's all down I just feel like amazing like it just gets it all out literally I step away I go and I don't know make a coffee go for a walk then I come back and I um, separate it into a to-do list So when it's on this to-do list, I put it into columns and I prioritize each item. So I have a column that's today and then a column that's must do and then a column that's important but not urgent. And then the last column is maybe later. So once I've prioritized everything, I uh, come back later again and I um, schedule the items into my Google Calendar And then I start actioning the today items so I can tick them off. And we all know how satisfying it is to tick or cross something off a to-do list. So that brain dump worksheet that I've just been referring to is actually on my website. It's a free download. If you go to themultitaskingwoman.com, you will see up in the top menu, it says free mental health resources. And in there, you can download it for free it doesn't cost anything and it's really useful resource something that you can print out as much as you want and use it as often as you want so it's a huge benefit but that brings me to the conclusion of this episode I hope you found those tips really useful I really do find this um, these activities useful for me when I have an overwhelmed mind and just decluttering my mind it is the best way to to really make you feel lighter and less stressed and you know feel like you're able to sort of deal with things again instead of sort of feeling really sluggish and procrastinating about things and and things like that so yeah certainly give it a try you don't need to do all of the things at the same time pick one and go with that if it doesn't work with you work for you pick something else but yeah you, you just can't go wrong there's you know there's nothing to lose uh trying out uh, one or all of these different tips that i've shared so thank you so much for listening and do go into my podcast listing and make sure that you've listened to the other episodes and if you haven't done so yet there is the introductory episode it's my very first podcast and it's a bit of a a longer one but it shares a little bit about me and um, the name and the the reason why I'm doing this podcast it might uh, sort of help make sense uh, understanding my background a little bit but other than that I hope you take care this week and you will see a new episode in a week thank you bye Thanks for listening to the Two of Me podcast. I look forward to having you back listening to the next weekly episode. But for more content on mindset, mental health and well-being, check out my website, themultitaskingwoman.com.